Happy Easter, Jonathan. Happy Resurrection Day, Seth. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. It is wonderful to be here with you. I'm pumped for Easter. And I'm also pumped to ask you this question. What would you do in this particular situation? Would you want to experience an earthquake or see someone that you thought was dead walking next to you? Gosh. <laughs> um, I guess probably the the dead one. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> I don't feel like there are good outcomes from an earthquake. And although I would be very shocked in the other situation, like the outcome is someone who I thought was dead isn't. It seems like a win to me. I guess in most cases. But I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I was thinking like... Seeing someone that I thought was dead would probably just like lead me to be very confused or like lead me to to doubt whether like you know what I knew was true. But at least in the earthquake that would like endanger my life physically and the lives of a bunch of other people. So I'm with you. I think I'm just gonna go with the person who I thought was dead but is now walking next to me. Amazing. Better than walking next to someone who you thought was alive <laughs> and finding out. Yes. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh. Well, Seth, can I read this Easter text for us? That would be great. This is Matthew chapter 28, the first 10 verses from the New Revised Standard Version. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Don't be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here, for he's been raised, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples, and suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers and sisters to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Well, thanks for reading about Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. The other Mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're reading, what stuck out to you? Well, there were a few moments like that that just felt like coming from the NRSV, thinking of it as a more literal translation of the Greek just stood out to me as maybe a little bit more comical. I don't know if that was the choice that the author made, but that was certainly the choice I was making as I'm hearing about the earthquake and the stone moving and then the angel of the Lord just sat on it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus shows up and just says, Greetings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like that there's something lost in translation there because in this moment he just sounds like, 
hello. <laughs> I want Jesus to say surprise there. <laughs> that would surprise. That would have been a good one. <sighs> I don't know. We always take the Easter story so seriously, and so it's kind of fun to live into the kind of the absurdity of it, right? Like, I don't think that's an angle we often take, because it's like, Jesus rose again from the dead. But this story just has some details in it that, at least this go-around, are just reading to me as kind of absurd (laughs) in the best possible way. I love the line that his clothing was white as snow. I don't know, like that's language that I associate with like fairy tales, right? I don't know. It's like funny do to they see have that snow in, in Israel. I like think where I think they do on like the mountains. Okay, like it can snow there. Okay, I'm like, where in the Mediterranean world, where Matthew may have been written, would they have understood the imagery of snow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even white is probably like a difficult image for them because like if you have white anything in the ancient world it's probably not white very long it's just dusty yeah exactly (laughs) all the more reason (laughs) yeah like oh it's like oh crap his cloak isn't dusty (laughs) he's not from here (laughs) it is just a shocking story and i think we have been taught to take you know, so seriously to to never laugh about it, to never ask, you know, many questions about it either, right? To just like to to read it and to be compliant readers. But I wanted to think about not just resurrection in general, but in keeping with our theme for this series, is what does Easter resurrection look like for the environment? Mm. So, I have a quiz. Oh, no. (laughs) This is the last one, I promise. But I felt like the quiz has been the theme of this series. So, I wanted to do a quiz. But this is a quiz about environmental stories that are positive, that are actually happy. So, so let's roll. Number one. Is it still multiple choice? Still multiple choice. Yeah, don't worry. Okay. What percentage... Of the United States energy came from carbon free sources in 2022. A, 31%. B, 40%. Or C, 57%. Mm. What was the first one again? 31. 31. I'm going to go with B. Nailed it. Yes. 40%. Nice. Which is an all-time record. That's a hot Okay. We love to see it. We love to see it. There's a way to go, but they're moving in the right direction. Right. You're you're one for one. That's all that matters. (laughs) We can stop the quiz right here. The autonomous garbage-collecting robot called Water Shark can swim around oceans, bays, and large rivers... And collect how many plastic water bottles per day? A, 2,100. B, 21,000. C, 210,000. Okay, I think I'm wrong. 
But like before you read the answers, I thought my thought was two thousand. So I'm gonna go with A. I think I'm wrong though. Well your gut's right. You're wrong. It's B. Twenty <laughs> twenty one thousand. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, isn't that nuts? That's amazing. Yeah. That's like roughly close to a thousand an hour. That's so many. Why are there that many to pick up? <laughs> Okay, that's a good question, but at least we've invented something that can pick them all up. The right, water right. shark, which is a great name. Okay, number three. What animal was first seen in London again after an absence of 400 years? A, the beaver. B, the moose. Or C, the common tree frog. Wow, these are very different options. <laughs> I'm going with the tree frog. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the beaver. A. Wow. Yeah. Damn. But apparently, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, now we got to mark this not safe for work. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but apparently, both the moose. And the common tree frog were indigenous to London before. Yes, before they just destroyed it with like the industrial revolution and right, like it's you know kind of its turn into a a major city. But the beaver is back. Yeah. Okay. You're one for three, but that's okay. Uh, That's fine. That's a good batting average. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. What? Animal byproduct is being added to cattle food to slash emissions from cow farts. A. Elephant urine. B. Dog poop. Or C. Kangaroo poop. Well, poor cows, regardless. (laughs) But I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the... Elephant urine. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Is it dog poop? No, it's kangaroo poop. What? Oh, I should have guessed that. Because the methane problem is huge in Australia. That's probably where they figured this out. I think, yeah. And I'm Dang not, it. I'm not going to pretend to understand urine. all idiot. of it. <laughs> Why would I pick that? There's not a, a, an abundant supply of elephant urine that they can just put in cow food. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to pretend to understand the science. Like I was saying, you use a little bit of kangaroo poop with the cattle food, and instead of producing so much methane when the cow farts, it produces ascorbic acid, which is not nearly as bad for global warming. Mm. And it cuts down the, the emissions by something like you know, 40%. It's pretty amazing. And the final question. Oh my god. (laughs) How many trees were planted in 2022? A. 738 million. B. 1.02 billion. Or C. 1.9 billion. I'm going B. No, it's C. That's amazing. It is. 1.9 billion trees were planted just 
in 2022. So I hope this quiz was more inspiring than some of the other ones. Even if your your guessing wasn't inspired this time. <laughs> Gosh, it was bad. So bad. Well, Seth, I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to learn always, even if I'm embarrassed by it. But I do I do love how all the things that you asked about demonstrate ways that nature is healing in some ways. I think we saw a little bit of this at the very start of the pandemic when everyone was inside. Very few people were driving. You know, all the things that we do so often, the ways that we consume and the ways that we produce were slowed down. That's probably why the beavers are back in London. (laughs) (laughs) But I... It's amazing, though, how so much of our activity when it is just stopped. You know, we do have corrective action we need to take for sure, but even just stopping some of the stuff that we're already doing allows the earth to be healed. And, gosh, if there isn't a sermon in there somewhere, (laughs) I, I don't know. I think a little bit about the trees. Like, it's wonderful that we planted 1.9 billion trees. Mm-hmm. But trees, like, they produce seeds and they sort of, like, plant more trees by themselves. So, like, maybe it's actually better if we just get out of the way. Mm. Like, you know, stop tearing down where the trees are and using all the available land where the new trees could grow. And so let the trees do their work. Mm. I mean, it applies to so many situations, but, like, how hard do you have to work to be so oppressive to everything and everyone else, right? (laughs) It's like we have to do so much work to exploit the earth, strip its resources. It doesn't have to be that way. It's like we're doing it the hard way. Right. I was encouraged. I guess that's the right, the best word. I was encouraged by these stories because we've done so much about like how we're destroying the environment, how there's a water crisis, how little you know plastic gets recycled. But each each one of these feels almost like, you know, like a part of the earth's resurrection. Like each one of these is sort of little on their own, like the beaver coming back to London. And, like, you know, planting the trees, like, and especially each tree is such a small part, but it's together that they have a transformative impact. I guess for me, like, I've just kind of been thinking about the ways that this is God's resurrection, just like in the Easter story. But we also get to take part in it. Right. Like the person who invented that water shark that like swims around and collects the water bottles. Like that's awesome. What a neat invention that helps get all that plastic out. Like what a way to participate in resurrection. And that's actually probably a pretty big way. And I think there are smaller ways too. We've talked about some of those. Like, you know, trying to only buy what you need 
and then to reuse what you have, and then to recycle it once you finally don't need it anymore, or can't use it. And we talked about like super simple things, like you know, trying to turn the lights off really diligently when you leave the room and leave your house. Like each of those, I think, is like small ways that we take part in this in this bigger narrative of resurrection. That again, I think, is God's narrative and not ultimately ours. Yeah, I think the thing that's that's stirring for me is just this recognition that the big resurrection or resurrections are important. But where we have the opportunity to see hope is in the little ones too. Resurrections of hope. Resurrections of restored opportunity. Restored dignity. Things... Not people necessarily, like in our opening question and in our story today, but <laughs> things that we thought were dead and gone, being alive and well again. New life offers hope, and in a world that feels like hope is hard to come by, it's encouraging to be able to look at some of those little things and say, yeah, I see it, I get it, I'm with you. That's, that's really encouraging. I think that's a great point, Jonathan, just to think about and maybe like to be a little bit more vigilant about like what are the the little tiny resurrections? What are the little good stories that are happening with the environment? It's so easy to see all of the bad ones and there are plenty of them. Yeah, but to keep your eye out for the for the good news stories too. So with that. How about we pray for some more good news of the resurrection? Sounds great, Seth. Gracious God, your resurrection is everywhere about us. On the leaves, on the trees, in the springtime. In the beavers in London. And even in the cattle food fused with kangaroo poop. Help us to participate in this resurrection too to look for signs of your gracious life giving love springing forth in us and in nature and in places where we might not expect it we pray this through the one who is the first fruit of the resurrection Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord Amen Amen Thanks for joining us, everyone, not only for this episode, but for this whole series. We're so glad you're part of this little strange community around this podcast. <laughs> we look forward to joining you again during our next series. Seth, thanks for walking us through that story. Thanks for helping me tell it. Happy Easter, Jonathan. Happy Resurrection Day, Seth. Okay, I feel, feel like my energy was up here, and then your energy was like... Let's try it again, then. <laughs> From the top. We'll roll it back. Run it back. I'm about to cough a lot. Hold on. Chip, chip gouge. Chip gouge. <clears throat> you got uh, to keep that in the, in the bloopers. I'm about to cough. Chip gouge. <laughs>
After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. <laughs> Sorry, the way that's worded is so funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Admittedly. I'm not going to pretend to understand the science, but somehow you mix just a little bit of cow poop in with the food. and Kangaroo poop. Yes, I'm going to do that again. Roo poop. Roop. <laughs> Roop. 